John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. This, John? Yes? It's the High Game Podcast. Oh, I love the High Game Podcast. Hell yeah, it looks like you've got a Strat. It does look like I have a Strat. Cool, that'll be fun. We can talk about guitars today for a change. Oh, it's about time. Yeah. Where are we recording from? We are in beautiful West Seattle. Yep. Subterranean style. Yesterday, I went to beautiful downtown... The Delta variant has not ravaged the country completely yet. So in the little respite from COVID, I went downtown and saw a triple feature yesterday. Three movies. Does it count as a respite if you then put yourself in a closed space with lots of strangers? Sure. Okay. The break that I am having (laughs) is not being able to be in a closed space with strangers. I can go in a theater. They're going to close this shit back down. Or they're going to decide that money is more important than lives. Mm-hmm. What did you see? I saw Black Widow. Ooh, how was it? Yeah. It was the best of the three movies, and I thought it was like, meh. Was it a movie about spiders? Nope. It was oh. one of those superhero-y movies. Nothing to do with spiders. No. And then I saw Snake Eyes, <laughs> which is a G.I. Joe movie. I saw the trailer for that. Terrible. Or fine. It's a way to spend two hours in a room with strangers. Got it. And then I saw Old, the newest M. Night Shyamalan. Oh my God, I was like 22 this morning and now I'm 87? Yep, that's the one. Is the movie about as long as a dude can live in a day? Um, If a kid was born at the beginning of the movie, by the end of the movie, he'd be dead? That is more or less kind of the thing, yeah. It was terrible. Don't go 
Beverages. Yes, Beverages, Ed. That's Michael Jackson. That is the first time you've played a song with drums for me. Uh, that's probably not true. I'm thinking instead of every week saying, I'm going to have to fix that in post. Right. Let's see if I can do a little more live. Give Ed the live experience. Right. You have a couple times in the past used the little teenage engineering click tracky sort of thing. For anybody who's interested in how I did that. Yeah. It's a pedal. Yeah. It's a singular sounds pedal called the Beat Buddy Mini 2. You've used that on a lot of these songs, right? I do, yeah. It's a great pedal. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy. There's a volume control, of course. And then besides that, you've got genres, tempo, and what they call songs. I call styles. Is there like a quantize to that so you can actually make it kind of sloppy? Humany? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. But the thing I noticed with it is that since it's modeled off actual people playing the kit, it maybe has more of a human feel than it might otherwise. Right. That was Billie Jean, yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh. Our man, Michael. Yeah. That song was 1983. Is that the video where he's dancing on the sidewalk and the sidewalk lights up? That could be. I don't know. Hey, Ed. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, man, it's a beautiful day here in West Seattle. Yeah. Today, I walked up to the farmer's market, and there's a company seeking kombucha. S-E-E-K-I-N-G, huh. seeking kombucha, seekingkombucha.com. Local, minority, women, LGBTQ-owned company. Nice. And I got a watermelon mule. Ed is holding the bottle up as if he were Vanna White displaying the prize i literally am very nice it's watermelon and ginger how is it you know those kombuchas that just like rip your head off with the kombucha yeah it's not that it's more subtle in a good way yeah i like it a lot is there a slogan keep refrigerated do not shake open carefully fermented tea man the cats at the ad company <laughs> yeah. earned every dollar of that <laughs> and i got a coffee what about you I, too, have a coffee. Yeah. This week, Monica has again chosen my beverage for me. This is a Hollywood's original Shirley Temple soda pop. Mm-hmm. Would you be surprised if I told you it's an Orca beverage? I would be surprised if you told me it wasn't an Orca beverage. They have got the market covered on old-timey sodas. It's a wonderfully refreshing, Ed. I don't know how often I mention this, but I don't drink the alcohol beverages. Neither Ed nor I do. Yeah. Anyway, I drink a lot of Shirley Temples when I'm out with coworkers or whatever. I have a little fancy drink. Shirley Temple, please, because <laughs> they're delicious. Yeah. Okay, James Tyler. Yeah. A luthier slash repair guy that got his start, like so many, in the SoCal scene of the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. Notably, he was very highly regarded among L.A.'s session musicians. He was a repair dude and a luthier. Yeah. Steve Watson yeah. played Tyler guitars. You probably remember him from Magnum P.I., Ed. <laughs> he played the theme. Amazing work. That guitar is kind of cool. It's pretty great. Yeah, that is pretty great. Also, David Williams. Okay. You might know him. Yeah. He's the cat that played the guitar on Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. <laughs> of course he was. Yeah. Okay. 
Have you ever heard of the Nudie Cone store in Hollywood? Nudie Suits. Yeah. For sure. I know about him because Mike Mills is a big nudie suit dude. Late era REM when Mike Mills wore nothing but actual nudie suits. Yeah. Amazing. Next door to nudie. Yeah. Back in the day was our man James Tyler. Okay. No sign, no advertising. He didn't do any of that stuff. Just word of mouth. Sure. You want your stuff tweaked to perfection? He's in there. Just knock on the door. And that's how he built his reputation. Okay. In keeping with that level of quality, this guitar here has everything you might expect. The body is alder, the neck is maple, locking tuners, all of that. Yeah. At this point, we're probably going to want to know how James Tyler hooks up with the Line 6 dudes. Sure. This is a tale that redounds to the present and benefits us all, And Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Let's start way back in the day, 1969. Mm-hmm. Our man Tom Oberheim, yep, who was born in 1936 and is still kicking. Love it. Starts Oberheim Music, building right. synthesizers. You know the DMX? The rapper? The drum machine? I like to think the drum machine was named after him. No matter which came first, that's what I like to think. But sure, okay. Yeah, that's an Oberheim jam. DMX? Yes. Ugh. December 18th, 1970, April 9th, 2021. R.I.P. So Tom Oberheim, yeah, he's making synths and he's getting popular. Okay. Gibson comes calling saying, can you make us some pedals? So the Maestro line of pedals comes out. There's a ring modulator and a oh. phaser, and that was all Tom's doing. What years? It's about 1970 or so. The year DMX was born. <sighs> Time is a flat circle. That's right. That's from True Detective Season 1. Season 1 was the best one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Flat Circle. Oberheim, yep. So when that happens, Oberheim's thinking, maybe I need to hire people. Sure. So he hires a guy named Marcus Ryle. Marcus had been kicking around L.A., going to school, learning about electronics, getting into synthesizers. So it seemed like a natural fit. He stays there for five years. Okay. Then he and a colleague, Michelle Duidick, decide to go out on their own. Sure. They start a company called Fast Forward Designs. Okay. In 1985. Hey, companies out there, do you need help with anything? We can do that because we're brainiacs. And next thing you know, Marcus and Michelle are part of the large team of people developing the ADAT. Okay. I'm generally following this story, John. I'm pulling threads together in my thinking brain. We've got James Tyler. Yes. He's making guitars. Yes. Is there a Tyler-Oberheim connection at this point? No. Okay, we're on a path. We jumped over to a parallel lane. Yeah. Parallel track. Okay. I thought perhaps I had missed a connecting thing. That was entirely my fault. I'd like to apologize for my rudimentary storytelling skills. I think we're doing great. So... James Tyler, like you, I keep wanting to call him Steven Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> totally different guy. Yeah. Not James Taylor, different guy also. Yes. He's still in this little shop next to the nudie suits yeah, he's, making guitars. He's still building guitars and building a reputation and yep. gaining acclaim for his work. This is also in L.A., right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Next to the nudie suits in L.A. Meanwhile, Oberheim dude's also in L.A. Yes. The kid. The kid and his buddy, now it's 85. 
day start this company and are fortunate enough to work on the ADAT recording machines. Got it. I Got myself it. had two ADATs. Sure. Great pieces of technology. The ADAT was very popular. It's a reason so many more people ended up recording at home. I recorded an album on them in 2003. I remember all that. Yeah, so that's what's going on there, the ADAT. Yeah. So they take their ADAT money. Okay. They start a new company, Ed. Our guys, Marcus and Michelle. Okay. Line six. Yep. I was ready. The anecdote there is that they were in stealth mode. They had five phone lines. The receptionist would say, oh, pick up line six. And that was Ah. the code for whatever you're doing, hide it. Got it. So somebody comes in, they want to talk to Marcus and Michelle about more ADAT stuff, but they're off messing around with amp modeling or something. Quick, throw a blanket over that. Line six. That's where the name came from. The first thing they produce in 1996 is the Axis 212. It is the world's first modeling amp. And I think it was a hit, maybe because it was good or maybe because it was the first one. Yeah. So they're off to the races and getting noticed. But they're kind of knocking it out of the ballpark thing was the pod. You know the pod? Of course. Kidney bean shaped floor modeler. Yep. So now I don't even need the whole amp. I could just have this thing on the floor and I can dial up all my different amp sounds. For sure. And it was basically the first one of those. They were fun to have and just, like, fuck around with. I don't think I would want to use it for recording high-quality studio album effects kind of stuff. Right. They didn't feel like that. Their next big mile post, I still have. The DL4 delay modeler. That's the green one. Yep. That thing is, like, a workhorse at this point. Yeah. That thing's on so many recordings. They've got that delay modeling, but they've also got the looper. Even at the time, there were multiple loopers, but among those, this one was a standout, I think. Yeah. So then in 2002, they take what they've learned with modeling thus far in these pedals and in the pod and in their combo amp, and they decide they want to apply it to guitars. Yeah. The Line 6 Variax is born. The first Variaxes were like a guitar-shaped modeling delivery vehicle. See Ed's previous comments on every episode about doesn't give a shit about woods. This thing is emulating an acoustic guitar who gives a shit what it's built out of. Exactly. It could be literally plastic. In 2002, when it comes out, Ed. Yeah. How much was it, you think? $2,002. Yeah. I feel like this is a game that we haven't played a ton of recently, and so my skills might be a little... A little rusty? A little rusty. (laughs) First modeling guitar ever, Yep. yet lesser quality build. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here, $872. In the larger scheme of things, that's yeah. not a bad guess. Okay. It was 600 bucks. Sure. In today dollars, it's about 900 Yeah. And it was called the Model 500. It wouldn't be long before they offered a Model 700 with more premium woods and things on it. The first one, the Model 500, didn't even have a pick guard. Maybe that's some feedback they got. I like what it does, but it's pretty basic and ugly looking. I think of this guitar, I'm kind of not into it, kind of, I don't know. I think it's kind of silly. I did go down the rabbit hole of looking at guitar crimes. Yes. Multiple people have been murdered with guitars. 
Yes. Ed sent me a link to a guy who was murdered with his own guitar. Yeah. And then dismembered. I'm just spitballing here. Sure. What would that take? I imagine. (laughs) There's some effort that has to go into murdering someone. There's some passion, like, you know, you get your blood up and murders happen. That's what happens. Yep. You know? And you just happen to be holding dude's guitar. You're at the picnic. Right. Dude starts kumbayaing all over everything. Right. There was one article, guy murdered with his own guitar, and then I read into it, and he was murdered with his bass. I was very upset. The sloppy writing that (sighs) they said he was murdered with a guitar when he was clearly murdered with a bass. Whew. Fake news. Fake news. Anyway, Variax. Yeah. First Variax, introduced in 2002. Yeah. By 2010. Yeah. Our guys Marcus and Michelle, they say, hey, James Tyler, maker of cool guitars. Yeah. How about you come class up this joint? Sure. Okay, let's do that. Mm-hmm. I've got it here, but I'm going to take a little detour here, Ed. Guess what? What? Pedal. Here I have... You've got your 1981 on. I'm going through the 1981, yes. Yep. Just for a little bit of grit. Yeah. This is the Strymon Flint. Yep. It is essentially a two-channel pedal. Yep. I am on the left channel now, which is tremolo. Yep. I will turn that off. And then I will turn on the right side, which is reverb. Does it have, like, plate, spring, hall? Well, there are three settings. One is, like, an 80s rack mount. Oh, okay. Nice and patty. I've got the mix way super low. If I... Yeah. Okay, that's sick. And then there's a just regular old reverb. Turn the mix way up on that. You can hear the initial attack a little better on that one. Yep. And then the third one is a plate. Okay. And there's a decay mix and color. If I put on the tremolo with that. Similarly, are there three modes for the tremolo? Yes. Okay. One of them is photo. Yeah. The way those worked in old amps was you had a photo resistor yep. and a blinking light bulb, essentially. Yep. It would react to the amount of light it was seeing. Do a little more intensity and then put the reverb in the studio mode and then turn the mix way up. It's pretty great. The next tremolo is a 63 tube tremolo in which the power tubes are biased differently, creating fluctuations in the gain. Mm-hmm. And so that would make the perceived volume go up and down. This is just a really great sounding tremolo, a super usable pedal. That was the pedal. Strymon makes such great shit. That was a pretty cool pedal. Yeah. By the time this Tyler Design Variax comes out in 2010, 
as you might imagine, Ed, line six is really staffed up. Right. They've got amps, they've got pedals, they've got guitars. Yep. They need other people that know about DSP, that know about enclosures, that know about all kinds of stuff. One of the guys they get is a guy named Dave Fruling. He shows up at line six and gets a job doing DSP stuff. Yep. He had worked on the Alesis Master Link. Oh, okay. And so the Line 6 guys were like, oh, you worked for Alesis? So did we. Right. So old Dave is working at Line 6 until he leaves yep. to co-found <gasps> Strymon. For sure. One of the other dudes that gets a job at Line 6. Yes. And who is a DSP badass. Yes. Who eventually leaves to start his own thing. Yep. Angelo Mazzacco. Yeah. He worked on the purple Line 6. Angelo goes to start Maris. Yep. He goes to Strymon, and then he leaves Strymon and goes to Maris. <laughs> this is exactly the picture I'm painting. Right. 1969, Tom Oberheim is making synthesizers. Yep. It spawns Line 6, right. Strymon, and Maris. Isn't that pretty cool? Yep. Uh, okay, well, without further ado, let me tell you about this guitar, Ed. It looks like a Strat. Yep. Three single coils and a trem arm. Yep. There's a volume and a tone and a five-way selector switch. Yep. Additionally, on the upper bout, there is a dial, and then in between the tone and the volume, there is a third knob. There's just a guitar, Strat style. I'm on the neck. All the effects are turned off. Essentially playing the Strat. Whatever. What we cannot see is how John is having to grab the guitar and pull it up closer to his face. Yep. I have activated the onboard modeling by pressing a knob that's down by the tone and volume. This knob has models written on it. As you turn it, each model lights up so you can read it if you have good eyesight. Yeah. You can read the shaft of the knob if you have good eyesight. Shaft knob. Yeah. Yeah. So I am in spank mode now. Okay. <laughs> The shaft of the knob indicates spank mode. Yeah, so right. what these models are that you can dial through are different guitars. Right. I think where it's most apparent is the, like, weirdo models. Do one of those. Hit me with a resonator. The resonator. I go down to the resonator section. Yeah. And each of the five positions of the selector, selector. switch is a different thing. In position one... Like a dobro. Yep. You got a sitar. That is rad. That's pretty cool. Banjo. And it is funny, like, you know. Our viewers out there are probably not seeing John play right now, but, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> when you're just listening, oh, yeah, that sounds like a fucking banjo. But watching John, he's playing a Strat, but banjo shit's coming out. When I gave you my heart, it was not what you it's kind of like high lonesome yeah. stuff. The other thing that's pretty cool is the alternate tuning thing. Yes. Yeah, so I mentioned the wheel at the top. Let's see. I like to fuck around with alternate tunings a lot. 
I just think that's fun. That's some dead kid. Here's one I kind of like, baritone. What's your initial feedback here, Ed? On the guitar? Yeah. Guitars where tech is put into the guitar. Uh-huh. I tend to just not be a fan. That said, if this thing were cheap, and I think they're fairly inexpensive, I do kind of like the idea of being able to just quickly go into dadgad. That's nice. And so I should say this. We're going between the different model guitars, yep. different settings on the five-way switch, yep. and then the different settings on the wheel, depending on what tuning we want. Yep. If you do that and you set up something you like, you can save it as a preset. That seems super good. Because, yeah, I'm watching John play with this, and both John and I wear glasses. But that's some pretty tiny writing. And, like, if this thing were at your waist, you couldn't glance down and yeah. quickly switch between modes. You know what I would do? Since each of these is written, and you have to read it, but they are lit up if you could assign a color. Oh, sure. I'll leave them all white, and I use the acoustic a lot. Assign the acoustic to be red. Right. That would be great. I just dial till I hit the red one, and there I am. Yeah. So, acoustic. The first position is a Martin. It's not bad. Second position is a 12-string. See, and that's cool, right? I don't have a sitar. I don't have a 12-string. I don't have a banjo. Oh, one guitar. Now you've got all of those things. Yeah. I think for that, it's cool. It's just, at some point, it's just not going to work. So the remaining settings don't include multiple guitars. They are just variations on singular guitars. So if I start with what's called the team model, which is a Telecaster. Sure. Right now I'm on the bridge pickup. Yeah. I don't think we need to walk no. through all of these, except to just say there's a Tele, there's a Strat, there's the acoustics we've played, there's the other kind of Dobro things. There's also like a Les Paul kind of thing, semi-hollow, full-hollow jazz box, and you can just dial that stuff in. There's also an app, apparently. If you need to fucking plug your guitar in with a Cat5 cable, I don't know. Guy that just wanted to have a guitar to, like, screw around with those different sounds, it's fun. Let's see if we think the Rickenbacker sounds like a Rickenbacker. You think? It's kind of got that high-end chimey thing. The baseline on these Tyler Variaxes is about 1200 bucks. Okay. They must be popular enough, or maybe Line 6 All Up is popular enough. In 2014, they get bought by Yamaha, which allows them to remain a wholly owned subsidiary. They can still be Line 6 and still be in SoCal. Right. Can I throw a thing out there? Yes. When you do that beverage song, hit me with some banjo and sitar and hit me with some stuff. Show off the 
abilities of this guitar in that song. Okay, I will make sure I did that. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded great. That sounded amazing, John. The way you had like all those different things. Are those P90s? Sounds like it, doesn't it? Is it some kind of Les Paul Jr.-y? Yeah, man, it's a Les Paul special. (laughs) That's pretty cool. You got it? Like, yeah, that's totally what that sounds like. Buy it or deny it. I think at 1200 it's probably a deny. Yeah. Less expensive. That's a thing I would probably think would be fun to just have around and play with. I would use it for the alternate tunings and the weirdo guitars. I think I'm in the same boat as you, Ed. Okay, if one came along that wasn't going to hurt to acquire, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But spending any kind of serious money on it, I'm probably not going to do. That's my hot take on it. Uh. Hi, Junior. You don't have a guitar with P90s in it, do you? I do not. Oh my god, I'm looking around and like, wow, that's weird. Oh, I guess you need this thing. Because you also don't have a sitar or a banjo. Or a dobro. Oh my god. One guitar, you get them all. I could have all that. Yeah, I don't see how you don't buy this, John. Imagine. Yeah. Well, until I buy all of those. Yes. Viewers should go to the website. Yeah, thehighgain.com. Yes. Until then, Ed. Yeah. To see more pictures, go to our Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. Go check out Seeking Kombucha. Get yourself some watermelon mule. Mmm, Seeking Kombucha. Yep. That was awesome, Ed. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ed. Bye. Bye.